0: Stephen preached a message. The people gnashed their teeth and they rushed at him and they stoned him to death as he preached. Elijah heard a message that uh, Jezebel was seeking him to kill him after his great victory over the prophets of Baal. And uh, he fled and he, he sunk into a depression. In the difficulty, and of course Jesus ministered to him there, but he he experienced a great time of difficulty. Moses at one point said, Lord, if this is how you're going to treat me, just kill me right now. He said, I can't handle this. Paul said at one point, he said, we despaired even of life, but we found that there's somebody who could raise us up. From the dead. Isn't that wonderful that the Lord Jesus can sustain us and keep us through those difficult times? But sometimes God does call us to go through a difficult time of ministry or service for Him or a difficult time of life for His sake. Jesus here is... In a time of great popularity, the people had just cried out, Hosanna to the Son of David. Lord, you come save us. Uh, The the Jewish people were seeking him. and, And then we're told that the Gentiles also were seeking Jesus. But Jesus is ignoring the popularity and the attention, and he is refocusing his eyes to the cross. And he begins to tell his disciples, look, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. You see, Jesus was going to have a great trial. He was going to go to the cross for your sin and for mine. But he said, oh, the fruitfulness of it. If I give my life, oh, the difference it will make. And Jesus calls us to make the same Sacrifice. You and I can't die for the sins of anybody. We're, we're sinners just like everybody else. But we can choose by faith to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Jesus. We're called to do that daily. Sometimes God will call us in a difficult time of life to lay ourselves down for the sake of the kingdom. And when he does, it's a time of great potential. Because as we suffer for Christ and as we move forward by faith to accomplish the purpose that God has given us to accomplish, God will work through our lives his great purpose. Jesus at one point in the scripture says, uh, what shall I say, Father, deliver me from this hour? No, it was for this very purpose I came to this hour. This is what I'm here for. You and I are called to be salt and light to a needy world. And sometimes that will involve a difficult season of life. Um, our brothers and sisters are experiencing that in various parts of the world and in persecution. But it's not just persecution. Sometimes there are difficult seasons as we follow Jesus. We need to choose the path of glory. Jesus said, it is time for me the Son of Man, to be glorified. You see, the cross, though it was suffering, it was also glory. (laughs) Because as Jesus died at the cross, he glorified God and he honored God. And, of course, the glory wouldn't end there. He would be raised and exalted to the right hand of the Father. Uh, You and I are called to choose the path of glory, which is sometimes the path of difficulty or hardship or suffering for the sake of of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not in our own strength, but through His strength we can do it. So choosing the path of glory, that is my title uh, for my message today. And let's begin reading there in verse 20. Um, Verse 17 gives some background. Uh, The crowd, and the Pharisees and so forth are are commenting. The Pharisees are jealous of Him. Look at verse 20. He says, Now some Greeks were among those who went up to worship at the, at the festival. So they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and requested of him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus replied to them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground, And dies it remains by itself but if it dies it produces much fruit the one who loves his life will lose it and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life if anyone serves me he must follow me where I am there my servant also will be if anyone serves me the father will honor him now my soul is troubled What should I say? Father, save me from this hour, but that is why I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus responded, this voice came not for me, but for you. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. As for me, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate what kind of death he was about to die. So choosing the path of glory, what choices do we need to make? Well, first of all, he calls you to die to yourself. He calls you to die to yourself. I I think of the disciples. When Jesus called the disciples... They had their own vocations. Some of them were fishermen. Matthew was a tax collector. They were doing things. They had their life established. They were doing things uh, to make a living. But Jesus called them to die to their own plans and to their own goals to follow him. And they made the choice to follow Jesus, and their lives were never the same. It wasn't always a path of ease. Sometimes they slept beneath the stars. Uh, ultimately, when Jesus was raised and the Spirit came at Pentecost, they went out and they ministered in various parts of the world. We're, we're told by tradition, Thomas went to India. Uh, but they're, all of them went in different places and were ministering for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and according to tradition, all except one, and some people say that that one also, John, was killed as well. Uh, All of them gave their lives for the sake of the kingdom of God. Uh, Sometimes we are called to literally to die for the sake of the kingdom. Kind of a hard teaching, isn't it? But it is a call. But we're all to to die to ourselves. Sometimes there will be things that are unpleasant, things that we would not choose to do, uh, a path that we would not choose to go on, were it not for God saying, this is the path I've chosen for you, I've called you to this. Um, I remember going and, and seeing a man in, in the hospital, and um, he, was, uh, he was the father of, of, a, of a man in my church. And he told me, he said, my father is lost. He said, but I, I really don't know what he'll say to you. If you go and talk to him, he may treat you badly. And I said, well, you know, I'm a preacher. I've been called a lot of things over the years. I said, I said uh, I'll go, and uh, I'll trust the Lord with the response. And so, so I did, and I went, and I, I, I felt led to go to this man. And I actually went to him a number of times, and he ultimately came to Christ. Someone else led him to Christ, but God used me in his life. And, and, and you know, it's amazing to me when we take a step of obedience what God will do. And how he will give us grace. Uh, Paul said, we were talking about this in Sunday school this morning. He, he says, I've been, I've been shipwrecked. I've been beaten and left for dead. I, I, I've, I've gone through uh, hardship. I've gone without. I, I've not had the adequate clothing I've needed. I, I've been sick. I've been sh- all these things have gone on in my life. And he says, and yet I have found that the Lord Jesus Christ is sufficient for it all. And so I, I, I choose to, to count all the things as lost that came before my life. Who was Paul? Well, he, he was a member of the Sanhedrin. He was someone who, who uh, had credentials in his field. He was someone who was an up-and-comer in Judaism. And he left it all behind to follow Jesus. He said, I considered all as trash or rubbish that I might gain Christ and be found in him. And he, he, I believe that you and I know Christ today because of the sacrifice the Apostle Paul made so many years ago because the gospel came to Europe. And guess who many of our forefathers came from? Europe, right? To America. Where did they get their Christianity? They got it through the ministry, ultimately, of the Apostle Paul. You see, what a difference it can make when we choose to die to ourselves, I remember um, when I was 10 years old, my father was a staff member at a, at a large church, and uh, he felt called to preach. And so he left his church and uh, went to a small country church uh, and took a two-thirds cut in pay. Now, I was lost at the time. But that caught my attention. I thought, man, you know, my parents aren't playing around here. <laughs> They're serious about this. They're willing to take a two thirds cut in pay to go. And Dad was saying, he said, I got audited by the IRS, and the IRS agent felt sorry for me because I made so little. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, what does he do? He made a decision to die to himself for the Lord's purpose. And can I tell you something? I came to Christ. In that church, I'm glad he died to himself. You see, this is our call as Christians. It's ultimately not about us. It's about him. It's about his kingdom. So the path of glory. And as you do this, Christ will reward you. Christ will reward you. You remember what he said to the disciples? You know, they're, they're talking about leaving their, their families, their fathers, and the siblings, and so forth, and, and uh, lands, and those kinds of things to follow Jesus. And Jesus said, You'll receive a hundredfold, and in the age to come, you'll be blessed. Um, you see, you can't outgive God. If you die to yourself, He'll bless you, He'll honor you, and you'll, you'll be used by God to bear fruit. That seed that falls into the ground comes apart and dies and then life springs up from it. And that's what God does when we die to ourselves, He uses us to produce fruit. So choosing the path of glory, what do we need to do? What choices do we need to make? First of all, choose to die to yourself. Secondly, choose to endure a great struggle. If you look at verse 25, the one who loves his life will lose it and the one who hates his life in this world, will keep it for eternal life. Now, I, I was reading a commentary, and it is true that sometimes the word hate is used in the sense love less. But when you look at the context of what Jesus is saying, what is he doing? He's going to the cross. Listen, it is not going to be enjoyable what Jesus is going to go through. He is going to be rejected by his own people. He is going to be taken before a Roman court and given over to scourging and ultimately to a cross. And then he is going to face the wrath of God for sin. It's not going to be an easy thing. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Scripture talks about uh, the struggle in the Garden of Gethsemane and how Jesus was, he says, I am exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Now that's a struggle. So when you talk about hating your life, you say, well, I thought Jesus came that we might have life and more abundantly. Yes, that's true. That's what he says in chapter 10. But there are also seasons of life where we're called to endure the struggle for the sake of the kingdom. Some of our brothers and sisters around the world, most of their life is a struggle. And they look forward to their time of reward in the kingdom of God when Jesus returns. But we will, as God's people, from time to time, be called to a time and a season of struggle. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. You see, when you go through those hard seasons, God rewards you for it. um i i've seen um in my dad's life I've, he went through a time of struggle uh years ago when i was still living in their home and i remember praying lord would you send him somewhere where he can he can just really enjoy his ministry but he was going through a struggle i've gone through struggle in my ministry okay there have been times where i said god that you know uh <laughs> take me take me home you know and i have to be a, promote me to glory, I, I'm ready, I this, this is hard, this is difficult, I, I, I don't want to continue. And it's kind of like that song we just sang, in Jesus' name we press on. As long as he's left us here, as long as he's given us breath, we're going to keep serving Christ. Now, thank God. Uh, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Aren't you glad for those refreshing times that God gives in His Spirit? Uh, Without them, where would we be? And I praise God that most of my ministry has not been that kind of struggle. Thank God for that. I've enjoyed uh, much of my ministry, uh, and I'm very grateful to the Lord for that. But sometimes we're called to endure that great struggle. Jesus set His face cross he knew the struggle that that's why he says my soul's troubled." he knew what was coming he understood it as no one else understood it because he was god the son and so uh, sometimes we'll we'll be called to make that choice to endure a great struggle so choosing the path of glory first of all we need to choose to die to yourself you need to choose to endure a great struggle you need to choose to be in an unexpected place if you look at verse 26, he says, If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant also will be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now, some, some have taken this verse to be ta- as though Jesus is talking about heaven. And it is true. If you follow Jesus, you put your trust in him, you'll be in heaven with him one day. But I believe that what Jesus is saying is, hey, where am I going? I'm going to the cross. You've got to follow me to the cross. You got to be willing to lay your life down, as we, as we mentioned before. But also, you may be called to a place that is unexpected because it's where Jesus wants you to be. It may be a geographical place. Uh, God may call you to go somewhere that you don't want to go. Ask Jonah. <laughs> He'll tell you. I mean, God called Jonah to go to Nineveh, and he went the other way. Hey, he said, I'm not going there. But that's where God called him. And so God called, when God called Jonah to Nineveh and he eventually goes, he gives what maybe the shortest recorded sermon in the Bible, Uh, three days in Nineveh will be overturned. I don't know if the actual sermon was that short. If it was, there was some awesome power behind those words because the whole city repented and was saved. You see, it's not where Jonah wanted to go, but it was in the kingdom of God. Sometimes it may not be a geographical place, but it is a, a, an avenue of service that you don't want. I used to tell people, I, I, like I told you, I was 10 when my dad surrendered to the ministry. I saw the struggle in some of those the early early years of his ministry. And I made up my mind, I did not want to be a pastor. You know, people would occasionally ask me about it because I love the Lord, I serve the Lord, but uh, they say, are you going to be a preacher someday like your daddy? And I would say, no. And I said it about like that. (laughs) And uh, I just, I wanted no part of it, I had no desire whatsoever for it, but God began to work in my heart at one point, and uh, God has a way of getting our attention and, and redirecting our path, and and um, finally, I, 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 I sensed that leading, and I said, okay, God, but I said, if you're calling me to this, would you make it very clear to me? <laughs> because I want to make sure this is what you're wanting. If I'm going to choose this path, I want to make sure it's, it's, it's you. And, of course, God in his grace was, was faithful to do that and, and, and made it clear to me. Um, but sometimes we're called to, to an unexpected avenue of service. Sometimes, if you serve God, the honesty, honestly, you may not be appreciated for it. Matter of fact, some people will misunderstand you or maybe even resent you for what you're doing. Ask Jeremiah. They didn't really like what Jeremiah was doing. They threw him in a dried out well. And he sunk down into the mud in the well you imagine that? He was called to a hard path of service. Elijah was called to a hard path of service. God 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 said, okay, Elijah, I need you to pray for three years there won't be rain in the land. So he prayed that, and God knew that they would want to kill him if they could get a hold of him. And so, God says, okay, Elijah, you're going to go out by the brook Zarephath, and you're going to stay there, and I'll provide for you. I'll take care of your food needs. And the Bible says God sent the ravens. He drank from the brook, and then ultimately, he sent him to a widow in Zarephath, which is another story. But but God took care of him, but God called him to a hard path of service. And now, listen, I'm going to tell you something. You and I here in America, we may be headed for some hard days. Now, I believe God is is enough. I believe He is sufficient for whatever we may face. But we may be called to make some hard decisions. And if we speak up for Christ, we may end up in a jail cell like Paul. The intolerance of our culture to the message of the gospel is growing. But I'm going to tell you something. If we're called to that hard path, God will reward us for it. Jesus says, where I am, there my servant will also be. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm convinced of? I don't want to be there if Jesus is not there with me. Moses was told, God, God told Moses, he said, you let me alone, um, you know, and I, I'll destroy this people. He said, Lord, if you're going to destroy this people, please blot my name out of your book. And Moses interceded for the people, and God spared them. And then God said, well, I'll, I'll send you up, but I'm not going to go with you, because if I go with you, I'll, I'll destroy them. And Moses said, Lord, if you're not going up with us, don't let us go up. <laughs> because what sets us apart except your presence and your power? You see, Jesus said, where I am, there my there my servant will also be. I, that's where I want to be. I want to be right with the Lord Jesus Christ and what he is doing and what he desires for my life. And, and I believe that is a place of fruitfulness. That is a place of impact. You and I... We have the opportunity to do the most significant things that could ever be done. Serving God in the kingdom. There's nothing more important than that. Everything else in this life is going to burn up. This world one day will burn with a fervent heat. That's what the scripture tells us. And it will all pass away. But what we've done for Christ. What we've given in the name of Jesus will last forever. And um, he's called us to that. Perhaps unexpected place sometimes where we will be serving him. So choosing the path of glory, what has he called us to choose to do? To die to yourself, to endure a great struggle, to be in an unexpected place, to experience a troubled heart. Wait a second. I thought Christians were always supposed to have a grin on their face and say amen with, with perfect joy. Oh, really? <laughs> The Bible does say that Jesus came, that he might give us life and give it abundantly. But there will be those times where we will be called to experience a troubled heart for the sake of the kingdom. Look at verse 27. Now my soul is troubled. The word is a very strong word. It's the same word that was used when Jesus was observing Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Uh, in that whole situation where Lazarus had died, and Jesus was overcome with emotion, Jesus says, "My soul is troubled. I'm distressed. Uh, uh, there's there is uh, uh, there's a little bit of dread in my heart at what is coming. My soul is troubled. Have you ever had that sense that your soul is troubled?" You say, I know this is what God wants me to do, but I'm not sure what's going to happen if I do it. I know this is what God's leading me to say, but I'm not sure what's going to happen if I say it. Sometimes we're called to experience a troubled heart. Uh I love what uh, Paul says in in Corinthians, and he he's describing the the difficulty, and he says we're cast down, but we're not destroyed. You see, and he goes through, and he says we we've gone through all these things. We're spoke the people speak against us, but uh, you know God continually lifts us up. No matter what the trial is, God is there to to wrap His hand around us, to lift us up, to give us what we need. Uh, to go forward and to do what he has called us to do. My grace will be sufficient for you, he says. So we're called sometimes to have a troubled heart. Jesus says, now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour. But that is why I came to this hour. Why are Christians here? Why didn't God just promote us right to heaven? Because he has a mission for us. (laughs) We live in a hurt and broken and sinful world. But God has given us the message of life. (laughs) The message of hope. The message of joy. The message of transformation. Sometimes... Fulfilling our mission will mean having a troubled heart. There may be times you're troubled and you think, well, what's going to happen to my kids if I follow Jesus? What's going to happen to my future, to my vocation, if I follow Jesus? What are people going to think? What are people going to say? What are people going to do? Jesus' concerns were a lot more serious (laughs) The wrath of God, he was going to face the wrath of God and separation from his Father and many of these things. But his soul was troubled. The mission that Jesus had, God had given him to do was something that was very, very hard. Jesus accomplished it. And you know what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane as he prays? He tells his disciples, uh, "You know, watch and pray. The spirit is willing; that is, and we want to please God in our hearts, but the flesh is weak. (laughs) Don't haven't we experienced that?" And and Jesus says, "Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation." And Jesus is—I mean, he is praying. He's agonizing. He is crying out. He says, "You stay here while I go over here and pray." And Jesus had separated himself, and guess what? He was praying. I mean, this was not your now lay me down to sleep prayer, okay? This was agonizing. Jesus was crying out to God in desperation. But something happened. In the midst of his crying out in desperation, the peace of God came. And you look at Jesus and you see how Jesus conducts himself. You know, uh, Pilate says, don't you know I have the power to kill you or to save you? Why are you remaining silent? Jesus said, you have no power but what the Lord has given you. <laughs> he goes through the trials and the scourging and the cross with perfect peace. Because you've been in the presence of God. Listen, I want to tell you, no matter what we face, when we go to our knees and we call upon the name of the Lord, He will always be enough. He'll carry us through to the other side. He'll reward us. And guess what? He'll grow us. You see, Paul was called to something beyond himself. That's why he said, we despaired even of life. He said, we found there's somebody who could raise the dead. When God calls you to a situation or to a path that is hard, He will give you the grace. He'll lift you up as you call upon His name. He'll provide the people you need. You know what I found? Jesus said, you leave father, mother, siblings, and brother, sister for the sake of the gospel, you'll have a hundredfold in this life. You know what I found? Wherever I have been, God has provided the people I've needed. Um, I've told you about my friend in Texas who prayed with me uh, in that very difficult situation. God provided someone, and he provided a group of pastors who were brothers for me. <laughs> and we, we prayed together, and, and I found encouragement in that. And God provided people within the church who supported me in the middle of all that chaos. I found that God knows exactly wh- who we need exactly what we need, and He knows exactly how to provide it in those difficult times. When our soul is troubled, we need to lift up our head because the Lord Jesus is enough. No matter what the storm is, He can walk on top of the water. (laughs) He can say, peace be still. And He can carry us through. Choosing the path of glory. Jesus said, the cross is the glory. But the glory is not over. I'm going to be raised. I'm going to be exalted. Philippians tells us this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It says that uh, Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and became obedient even unto death, even death on a cross. And because of this, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord God called Jesus to a difficult path but on the other side of that difficulty was the reward and the glory and the exaltation to the right hand of the Father. Now, you and I are going to be exalted to the right hand of the Father. But we will be honored by God. Look at what he says in in verse 26. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. You have the promise of God. You honor him, he'll honor you. Take it to the bank and what's it going to be like? I I don't know we can we can fully wrap our minds around what is going to happen. God has just described it in general. He's used symbols to describe it because I think it's so far beyond us we can't even comprehend it. But there's some things we know. We know that we give a cup of water in his name we won't lose our reward. Right? We know That the Bible says this light and momentary suffering is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Whatever suffering we're called to here, the glory will be so far greater. When you reach a deeper level of suffering, you get just a glimpse of how great the glory is going to be. Because, he says, this light and momentary suffering is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Stephen, as he was being stoned, his face, they said, shone like an angel. The presence of God was there. I believe the joy of the Lord was there. In that moment of suffering, Jesus was standing at the right hand. The Spirit of God was giving him what he needed but you could already see the joy on his face what was yet to come. A few moments later Stephen took his last breath and he entered glory. (laughs) Forrest Doss who used to be a deacon here uh, shared with me he had been dead on the table and he said, you know, he said, Roger, in, those time, in that time when I was dead on the table, he said, I, I knew that I was walking with Jesus. I couldn't see him, but I knew he was there. And I heard him saying, Forrest, go back and you tell people about me. It's not time for you to be here yet. And that's what Forrest did. If you know him, he at the food pantry, he, he told everybody that came through there about Jesus Christ and uh, one lady said, I, you know, I didn't come here to hear that. He said, you come here, you're going to hear it. And so, I mean, he took it seriously. But he told me, he said, the joy that I experienced was so great. He said, the peace was so great. He said, I, I can't even describe it. He said, I, I didn't want to come back. He said, matter of fact, he said, I don't want to be here now. He said, I want to be back with Jesus. Now, that's just a little taste. He didn't get the full dose. What's it going to be like someday? You see, this life is a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. But what we do for Christ, and sometimes those difficult choices that we make, will result in eternal glory. May we be faithful and anticipate the glory that is yet to come. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for giving us uh, the direction to follow in your footsteps and allowing us to be a part of the ministry that you've called us to fulfill. Thank you for the rewards that are coming. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us, God, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of difficulty. Thank you, Lord, that your grace is always enough. Lord, help us trust you. Fill us with your Spirit. Use us in this community uh, to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Help us reach people with the message of the gospel. Let Jesus be glorified and honored in us. And Father, for anyone here today that doesn't know Christ, I pray that today would be the day that they would choose to turn from their sin of their own way to follow Christ and receive the gift of eternal life. We pray in Jesus' name.